Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Right. Let's begin. Memorandum to Goddard Futuristics Department Heads. Happy Boxing Day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Hope you all enjoyed your holiday. Now, we have a lot of work to get done before the end of the week, so let's just jump to it, shall we? David, all your paperwork looks solid. You were approved to launch on Thursday. Keep me posted. I want progress reports on my desk every five hours for the rest of the week and hourly the day of. Saul, the logs from the Hermes crews are getting a little concerning, but the site parameters are still in the green, more or less. So let's renew them for, say, 125 days, and we'll keep our fingers crossed. Rachel, I'm still waiting for those radiation readings from the Sigma sector. I know we've been having some trouble with our setup link, but we are on a very sensitive timetable here. If those aren't on my desk by EOD, I'll have you thrown off the top of the building, and I'll make sure you go past my window so I can enjoy the view. Also, when was the last time anyone heard from- One moment, please. Cutter speaking, and this better be an emergency of exponential proportions, or I'm going to be really cross that you use this line. Oh? Okay. Yes, open a pulse beacon hail and reroute it through my office. And close the line. No one hears us but me. Mm-hmm. 
Should this be taking so long? This is a heck of a long-distance call, Commander. Give the operator a chance, will you? Good things come to those who... Oh. Hello, Hephaestus. Guess who? Can you hear me? Am I coming through all right? Loud and clear, Canaveral. Would you like us to send verification codes? Oh, never mind that nonsense, Renee. What an unexpected pleasure to hear your voice. Yes, Mr. Cutter. Sir. It's been too long. That it has. Heck of a surprise getting a call from you folks. Happy holidays. Thank you, sir. How are the celebrations? Eventful. Oh, that sounds dramatic. What's wrong? Wrong? Alexander wouldn't have told you about the backup pulse beacon relay that we put in your station unless you'd run into something really serious, so let's not be coy here. What's wrong? We've run into a situation, and it's raised some questions about this mission. I'm all ears. At 1600 hours last night, we received uh, b- b- a- commander hang on a sec. Is that Doug? Hey, Doug. Hi, Mr. Cutter. Ah, Renee. You should have told me that Doug was there. I might have slipped up and said something about those secret orders he's not supposed to know about. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. Mm, haven't had my coffee yet. Still half asleep. Don't even listen to me. Right. Um, anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt, Commander, but before you go through the stuff, I need to confer with you for a moment about the thing, you know, the important thing that's on fire. Could you excuse us for a moment, sir? Oh, by all means. Don't let me keep you from a fire. Here, Hephaestus, could you please put the open communications channel on hold? Communication on hold. What? You can't tell him about the transmission. You can't tell him about anything. Eiffel, we don't have time for this. No, 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 Things on this station haven't been making sense for (sighs) months now, and I am sick and tired of not knowing what the hell we're doing. Commander, I know that by now you're probably just used to tuning out everything I say, but this time it's important. So I need you to listen to me. Hilbert. Hilbert got the smallest whiff that we'd made some kind of contact with alien life, and that was all he needed to get his Ernst Blofeld on. You got space marooned, I almost got a one-way ticket to the operating table, and oh yeah, jury's still out on whether Hira's gonna live to autopilot another day. And I don't care what his IQ is, he wasn't making that stuff up on the go. That was him having a plan. That was him under orders. You don't know that. Yes, I do. Hilbert's eccentric, not impulsive. So what's his boss gonna do when you tell him about our close encounters of the third kind? You think Mr. Cutter's gonna take the kumbaya approach to all of this? Because my bets, he puts a team of killer commandos in the next space taxi headed to this neighborhood. And that's if he doesn't have a remote that lets him blow up the station from his office. Look, I don't like feeling like we're flying the USS mystery machine any more than you do, but I like getting my head blown off a lot less. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that staying alive should be our first priority. As long as we're on this station, we've got a gun pointed at our heads, and we need to start acting like it. 
And if you're wrong? Then I'm wrong. The universe collectively deals with its utter lack of surprise and we move on. But much as I hate to say it, Commander, this time I really don't think I'm wrong. <sighs> Reopen communications. Apologies for the interruption, sir. Totally understandable. How is the fire? It's been... resolved. Excellent. Now, I believe you were saying something about a... situation. Yes, sir. At 1600 hours last night, our scientific specialist and second-in-command, Dr. Hilbert, experienced what I can only classify as a psychotic break and attempted a mutiny. Both myself and communications officer Eiffel were targeted for assassination. We were able to restrain him before he was able to inflict any lasting harm on either one of us, but our station's mother program was heavily damaged and is offline. We are now missing crew members that are vital to the mission, and while our automated systems are keeping the station stable for the time being, without Hira, it won't be long before the station starts to go critical. Simply put, our situation is no longer tenable. As the commanding officer of this mission, I believe that the Hephaestus project has met with catastrophic failure. I am recommending immediate termination of the mission and requesting extraction for all remaining members of the crew. I see. It sounds like quite the Christmas party. Renee, before we go any further, is there anything else that you need to tell me? N no, sir. No, no. Hang on a second. Don't rush this. Really think about this before you answer. Make sure you're not forgetting any tiny details. Is there anything else you want to tell me? Anything at all? No, no, sir. What do you think, Doug? Can you think of anything? Anything that I need to know? Last chance. And there it went. Right. Your report and recommendation are acknowledged, Renee. Your request for mission termination is denied. The Ephesus project will continue as planned. Station parameters are still in the green, and conditions are within the acceptable range, so we are going to- Sir, with all due respect, we can't keep doing this. We don't have the personnel, the equipment, with or the means to- With all due respect, Renee, you don't get to tell me what we can or can't do. And the next time you interrupt me, I'm going to destroy you so completely that no one will so much as remember the name Renee Minkowski. I'm sorry to hear that you are having difficulties with your crew, but I really don't know why you're bothering me with it. That's your problem. The entire reason you're up there is to keep things running like a well-oiled machine. Now you, what? Want me to throw away millions of dollars and years of work that have gone into this mission just because you couldn't do your job right? To send you home early because you've messed up? Oh, please. No. You get to stay up there and make it all better. 
I'm sending you some information on how to transfer the station's life support functions to manual. You should be able to keep the station running through the end of the mission. I'm sure that between you and your new second-in-command, congratulations, Doug, I can't think of a better man for the job, you'll be able to figure it out. You will continue to work, you will attend all your responsibilities, and you will get me some results. Do we have an understanding? Yes, sir. Are you sure? You mentioned some questions earlier. Would you like to ask them? They've been answered, sir. Excellent. Well, in that case, it's been lovely to talk to my favorite station crew, but I should... Um, sir? Permission to speak? Or whatever? Yes. Please, Doug. You're among friends. What is it? I'm sorry if this is a stupid question, but, um... Hmm. What should we do with Hilbert? <laughs> oh, Dougie Doug Doug, that's not a stupid question. That's not a stupid question at all. You're going to shoot him. What? Crew member attempted a coup, endangering the lives of his superior officer and the completion of the mission. Sounds pretty clear-cut, doesn't it, Renee? Yes, sir. But is that... is that legal? You're light years away from the nearest national border. The only real law that is applicable to you right now is military chain of command. And that says you shove him up against the bulkhead and terminate him with extreme prejudice at your nearest convenience. Any other questions? Nope, I think that covers pretty much all of it. Well, in that case, I should stop distracting you busy beavers from all the work you have to do. I imagine there will be some cleanup from that fire. Oh, and one more thing. Make sure that you both keep recording and transmitting your daily logs in a timely manner. I'm going to be paying very close attention to what you have to tell me. All right, good luck. Keep up the great work. Huh. I guess someone does listen to our logs. You know, I'd always wondered about that. I guess we're going to have to start being careful about what we say to our dear journals. You don't think he knows, do you? Nah. Nah, he can't know. That's impossible. It can't be. No way, no how. Nope. Commander, I don't know if you can tell, but I could really use some reassurance right now, so it'd be really, really great if you would say something. I'm sorry. Um, I said reassuring, not... I heard you. It's just... I'm sorry. This is a mess. Hey, it's not your fault. It is. It's my job to keep my crew safe and... I mean, look at us. Hilbert? Crazy. Hira? Broken. Me? I'd be dead if you hadn't found a way to let me back into the station. And I'd be dead from, like, a gazillion different things if you hadn't been around, so... I have no idea how we're going to get out of this. You'll figure something out. How do you know that? Because 
Because, come on, have you seen you? I'm Lieutenant Commander Minkowski, badass space pilot. I jump out of space stations into solar storms just to save my idiot communications officer's life, and I don't even mess up my hair while I'm at it. <laughs> is, is that supposed to be me? Spot on. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, well, at least I have you around to keep me out of trouble. <sighs> what do we got? A memo from Cutter. Looks like a how-to for something involving the central processor? Give me that. It's the instructions on how to switch the Hephaestus systems from AI to manual control. Come on, give me a hand with this. Wait, wait, I thought we were going to try to get Hira fixed up. We are. And if we get her back online, it'll be easy to switch these systems back to her. In the meantime, though, we really should be making sure that we don't run out of air or crash into anything. Here, start booting up this program on that terminal while I shut down the main processor. We'll have to do a full reset. Are you gonna do it? Do what? Are you gonna... kill Hilbert? No, I'm not. Okay, okay, sure. Whatever you say, because... I should. Not gonna lie, every scrap of my training is telling me that we really ought to just put a bullet in his head right now and be done with it. He's dangerous and unpredictable and smarter than the both of us put together. But if we're not telling command about that transmission from deep space, he's the only person that can tell us anything about what the hell is going on here. And I'm sick of flying blind. I'm not going to throw away our only source of information without at least trying to get something out of him. And what do we do if he doesn't feel like showing more specifically tell? Or if he's got another ace up his sleeve like he did with Hero's programming? Shutting down the central processor. Ready to switch over to the auxiliary power system? Yeah, hit me. Switching to aux right now. Inputting the transfer code, and here we go. Um, I said, here we go. Okay, what the hell? Wrong code? No. That's right, but it's being overridden by something. It's almost like... Yeah, look right there. It's not working because there's already something running on the auxiliary system. What? Why would something already be running on Oxpower? Hephaestus mystery number 340. Is that... Is that a sound wave? Give me a sec. I might be able to get this to go through the speakers.
Oh my God, this thing. What is this? It's those weird noises I kept hearing when Hero went offline a few months ago. I knew I wasn't crazy. What are they saying? Can you clean it up at all? Now that I know what it is, sure. I think I can even get it to go back to the start. What is... Hold on. My name is Captain Isabel Loveless. I'm the navigation specialist and the commanding officer of the USS Hephaestus Station. 944 days ago, I arrived at the station with a crew of five men and women under my command. Supposedly, we were on a deep space survey mission. They told us we were studying the star's unique radiation signatures and looking for signs of extraterrestrial life. Those were all lies. I don't know what command has sent us to this godforsaken place for, but it has nothing to do with the Red Dwarf or aliens or any of it. I know that now, just like I know that the command never meant for us to make it back to Earth. They meant for us all to die out here. The Hephaestus mission has met with complete failure and total loss of crew. Our communications officer and one of our scientists got sick. They got sick and we couldn't help them. We called for help and nobody came. Nobody even answered. It's been over a year since Command answered any of our calls. So they died. And nine days ago, our astrophysicist just... vanished without a trace. Three hours ago, Rhea, our operating system, suddenly went offline. So now it's just me and Dr. Selberg. We're the only ones left. They've been picking us off, one by one. <laughs> I guess they've decided we've had enough time. Or maybe they just got bored with us. And there's something else. There's something else out here with us. Dr. Selberg thinks I'm crazy, but I keep hearing things. Every night when I try to sleep, I hear something moving around the station. I'm leaving this message wired into the ship's auxiliary power system. I hope that no one ever, ever listens to this recording. I want to believe that they will not do this to anyone else, but if you're hearing my voice, you need to know. You're not the first crew this ship has had. I don't know what they told you when they sent you up here, but they were lying. You're not the first crew of the Hephaestus. We were here. I was here. I don't have a lot of time. We've barricaded ourselves down in engineering while we try to restart our life support systems, but nothing seems to be working. Listen, your life could depend on this. You've been lied to, and you've been tricked, and you're in more danger than you could ever imagine. Don't listen to anything they tell you, don't trust anyone, and get out. I don't know how you can do it, but for God's sake, get out. Get out before it's too late for you, too. Good luck. You're not the first. That's all that I heard last time. We're not the first. Commander. What the hell is going on here? Welcome back. 
to Wolf 359. Tonight's episode was written and directed by Gabriel Urbina. The role of Eiffel was played by Zach Valenti. The role of Minkowski was played by Emma Jarko. The role of Mr. Cutter was played by Scotty Shoemaker. The role of Captain Loveless was played by Cecilia Lynn Jacobs. And the role of the Hephaestus Central Processor was played by Michaela Sui. Original music by Alan Rohde and audio recording by Jared Paul. This episode featured music from The Italian Girl in Algiers by Joaquino Rossini. If you enjoyed tonight's episode, please consider taking a moment to write a review on our iTunes page. Listener reviews really make a difference at the end of the fiscal quarter, when the Goddard Futuristics department heads decide if they're going to renew us for another rotation or not. Visit our new and improved website at wolf359.fm to get full episodes, extras, and news about new material. Or follow us on Twitter at wolf359radio to learn more about the show. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Contact Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the bi-decennial festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved Windfall City. It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you and your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for. Do you have any idea what's going on with us? It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success this year. Are you ready to speak kindly with me now, child? I have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books, and that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.